Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 151 of Beyond Retirement. Last week, we had the opportunity to hear about how Patrick O'Malley is helping to keep people happy and how we can stimulate our brains through learning. He spoke specifically about his work teaching people how to play the guitar, but he did say that the same process probably works with any instrument. So if you've always wanted to play an instrument, maybe now's the time to pick it up and get started. We're not getting any younger, are we? If you haven't listened to Patrick's interview, be sure to listen to it right after this episode. Or go right on over and listen to it now if you like. Just be sure to come back here and listen to my thoughts on what we discussed. I guess the first big takeaway from my interview with Patrick has to be that it's important to keep learning and to be passionate about it as you go through life. Because it leads not only to improved brain health, but also increased physical health. Patrick pointed out a few research studies that show how studying music decreases rates of depression and increases both cognitive and verbal skills. Of course, not everyone wants to learn an instrument. I get that. But there are so many other things to learn. Try a new language, or maybe pick a time period from history and start learning what you can about that period. I'd be willing to bet that any period in history has something interesting going on that you didn't know about. The second thing that Patrick talked about that I'm really interested in is the idea of how to create habits. He talked about flossing one tooth, the idea being that if you don't generally floss your teeth, but you want it to start, one way to do it is to decide that you're going to floss one tooth today. And then tomorrow, you floss that one tooth again, and one more. Chances are good that if you take the time to floss that first tooth, you'll keep on and do the rest anyway. It works the same way with just about anything that you want to create a habit of doing. I wrote a blog post about this topic a while ago. Actually, the post was about three different books that I read on the idea of habits and small changes. The books are The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, and Atomic Habits by James Clear. The basic premise of each of them is that by making small, seemingly insignificant changes each day, you can have a profound overall effect on your life. Those small changes can be positive or negative, meaning that if you keep making small negative choices, such as watching another hour of TV at night instead of going for a walk, over time, the resulting impact will be much larger and still negative, while each day, the impact doesn't seem to be much at all. An extra hour of TV isn't really going to change your day much today. You might even feel perversely better if you've been a bit tired through your day and you just want to relax and watch TV. And one day is nothing, you tell yourself. But tomorrow night, because today's activity, or lack of it, didn't really affect you badly, you might choose to do nothing again. Do you see how it compounds? After a few days, it's much easier to forgo the exercise in favor of the relaxation. 
the guilty voice in your head has been pushed aside by the little demon guy who's saying, see, no problem, you can relax. By the same token, it's pretty easy to make small positive changes without really changing your life drastically. Maybe you've decided to take up that instrument we spoke about earlier. So today you play for just five minutes, learning how to make some sound come out of whatever instrument it is. No big deal, right? Five minutes is nothing. Then tomorrow you do the same thing again, but because you already did five minutes today, you get a bit further because you already know how to make the sound. And the next day, you've actually played a couple of notes or a chord or whatever. Now you can start to see the change happening and it gets easier to take that five minutes. It might even turn into 10 minutes or 15 minutes after a couple of days. When you start to see the compounding effect that the small changes make. I know you can't see me, but I'm moving my hand, making an upward curve, an exponential increase that is the change over time. If you can picture that, it's a very small change for a long, long time, and suddenly it shoots up as you hit the tipping point. And the more you do the activity, the greater the increase in your change. Of course, as I said before, it works on both the positive and the negative scale, so that exponential surge could be downward if you're not careful about the actions you're taking. Something to think about for sure as you make your plans for your post-retirement activities. Most of us head into retirement thinking of all the things we'll do, or all the things we can do, but we often forget that the first step is simply to start. I've talked to a lot of people who are so busy after retirement that they don't know how they found time to work previously. And yet others seem to be stuck in that first step. They don't know what to do to get started. Many are hesitant, perhaps overthinking what they should be doing with their time. When someone asks me for advice or suggestions on what to do, my answer is almost always the same. It really doesn't matter what you start doing, because if it turns out to be a poor choice for some reason, you can stop doing it. The important part, as I mentioned a moment ago, is to start. As the famous quote attributed to Zig Ziglar says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And maybe you're not looking to be great. That's okay too. Having a good life is a great goal to uh, strive for. And you still have to get started. Even Vincent van Gogh felt the same when he said, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. So all these people, Darren Hardy, Jeff Olson, James Cleary, Zig Ziglar, Vincent van Gogh, can't all be wrong, right? And Patrick's research shows the same thing. Getting started is important. So there's your challenge for this week. Start something. I don't care what it is that you choose to start. Just get started. Choose an instrument you've always loved and learn to play a note. Pick a language you think sounds beautiful when you hear it and learn a word or two. Floss one tooth. It doesn't matter. Just start. Next week, I'm going to be chatting with Mark Singer, the president of Safe Harbor Retirement Planning. He's going to be talking about the retirement red zone. You won't want to miss this interview. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.